Apple Music is here to make heading back to university a breeze this year with their epic special offer. If you're a university student and you sign up for Apple Music now, you'll get the first six months free. Yeah, you heard me right. Six months free. And wait for it. There's a little bit more. You'll also get a free subscription to Apple TV+. Plus. I mean, there's only so many times you can watch Parks and Rec, right? Get busy exploring over 70 million songs, all ad-free. Remember, this offer is for new subscribers only and only available to students. So verification will be required on sign-up. Even better, after your free period is over, your subscription will renew for $29.99 per month, which is a steal. This offer is valid until the 30th of April, 2021. So like, get off the couch and get busy listening. And welcome to a special International Women's Day edition of Tex Talks. I am Tex, and today I am talking to an Afro-soul singer and songwriter who has a voice that commands the attention of any room that she's in. Born and raised in the Eastern Cape, this hard-working musical force blends soul with modern pop and traditional folk elements to create songs that have made her a household name and that have consistently landed her on the most streamed South African artist lists across streaming services. I am, of course, talking about Ami Faku. Ami, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am good, thank you, and thank you for having me. Oh, it's only a pleasure. So I think... I'm going to state the obvious and say that 2020 didn't work out the way that a lot of people wanted it to. But but you, I mean, I mean, you seem to thrive. You, you were nominated for three South African Music Awards and you won Female Artist of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you. Your, your single, Urongo, with Prince KB and Shimza and Black Motion, made it onto Times Magazine's 10 Best Songs of 2020, which is an incredible achievement. But then... You make it onto Barack Obama's recommended playlist for the year, which is incredible. Do I need to clap or anything? So so basically, you're just out here slaying. Like, what goes through your mind when you reflect on everything that I just mentioned and, like, the year that you had? Uh, for me, it is, it is a great achievement. Those are milestones that I've always wanted to achieve, so I'm happy about them. And it's a, it's a motivation for me to keep going. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's very inspiring. Your your last three singles, it's Imali, Ubuhlebako, and Indelendlela, they've all gone platinum. And yeah. then your collab with Sanal Musician, which is so beautiful, that went triple platinum. And you've been awarded all these plaques for all of these milestones. And then you joked at a press conference that you needed a dedicated room for all of your plaques. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just want to know, like, do you have that room up and running yet? Um, actually, um, I'm, I'm making plans for it to exist, but it is needed <laughs> ASAP because uh, it is not the end. It's, it's the beginning. <laughs> so I, I honestly believe that like room. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's not the end, it's just the beginning. Where is your, your Sama Award currently sitting at the moment? It's it's sitting in my lounge and sitting pretty. It's so pretty. Every time I get in, I see it. Oh my. <laughs> so it's sitting there at the lounge. So when people come over to visit, you're like, this is my house and this is my sauna. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it, it does, um, like people always notice it. So 
it's pretty cool. What was the experience or your experience like of having the South African Music Awards being a digital edition this year and have it be sort of week long? Because I've been going to the South African Music Awards now for the last maybe like five, six years. And it's quite, it's a big spectacle and everybody dresses up and you've got the industry awards the night before and then the televised thing on the on the Saturday, the televised thing, the ceremony on the Saturday. Um, but what was your experience like of being a part of the digital edition and then actually winning one? Um, honestly, it, it didn't feel like I was at an any award show because mm. it was digital. It, um, um, yeah, so it wasn't what I hoped it would be because I actually wanted to experience the summers as, you know, how everyone has in the past. So it you was quite up. different. Yes, yes. You do the um, carpet. You do, yeah, oh, man, the speech. <laughs> the speech. So, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I missed out on a lot, but I, I do hope that when things um, settle down that I will get to experience it. Well, like you said, I mean, this is just the beginning. It's not the yes, end. Yes. So I, I see – I'm never wrong, by the way, and I see many more South African Music Awards in your future. Um, Thank you. And I, I, I have no doubt that you'll be able to do the whole shebang with the carpet and the interviews and the everything. So just – just hang in there. Thank you so much. <laughs> but we've Thank you. we've had another amazing success story out of PE on Text Talks before, and his name is Early B. Shout out to Early B if he's listening. I know that he likes to listen to this podcast. But he's from Bloomendale, and he spoke a lot about the hip-hop circles that he moved in in PE. What did the music scene look like for you, a young Amifaku growing up? Um, for me, I, I mainly went to studios mostly. I never performed or went out to, um, you know, explore, you know, performances. I just honestly was always in studios. So I always went out and visited uh, friends' friends, any mutuals that had studios. So that was my experience. And through that, I got to see all different kinds of artists. And there's a lot of talent still i'm certain and what kind of kid were you growing up i was a, I was a, what kind of a kid was i i'm not i'm not like a, i can't explain it I, I was just always in my space but i i and i loved my people and uh, not really someone who was for people because i don't know why just the preference <laughs> so i was i was a um so, People would really know that 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 kid doesn't really hang around with a lot of people. So I don't know how people would define me honestly, but I wasn't um, out there a lot with people. You like your own space. Yes. But there's also a refreshing confidence about you, especially the way that you talk about a talent that you've spent years working on developing, which is your voice. And... I read that you knew that you could sing from the age six. You were like, this is it. Like, this is my vibe. What was it about your voice that gave you this instant confidence when you were a kid? Um, I feel like it was the, the reaction or reuse of those that heard it. Mm. That uh, was the confirmation I probably needed. So when people heard you sing, they were like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And yeah, just those reviews were, it was like refreshing. And for me, it, it was interesting. So I, I was like, okay, I, I want to see 
what people would say if this happened in a, in a, a bigger platform instead of hearing reviews of those that were close to me or with me at the time. So then did you have the support of your family to pursue vocal training and to pursue music? Because a lot of people, you know, they've they've got the talent and they've got the drive, but they don't necessarily have the backing of their family. What what was what was the support like on your side? Um, I have a very great support system. So my family has always been supportive uh, since day one. That's amazing. So, yeah, they've, they've, they've been more supportive than, than and I, know, I was to myself. Yeah. And I know that you, you auditioned for Idols twice and then you auditioned for The Voice and then you made it to top 16. And yeah. even though you didn't win The Voice, I think it was definitely a platform that got you noticed. But... Tell me about your trajectory since The Voice. I think it was 2017. What is your what is your industry journey been like? Well, for me, I, on The Voice, the the one thing that I when I came in there, I didn't have expectations of of winning or anything. It was always just me wanting to learn and see what I can take from there because it was a very great opportunity and I knew it didn't come like, you know, often. And I I had, you know, that experience from me being rejected from other shows. So mm. it, it was very important for me to get there and learn and um, confidence I learned from, from that show. And I learned that it's not only your talent that works. So there's a lot that I've learned um, on The Voice. And it, it, it has helped me with, with working um, currently now, which is outside of the competition. It has taught me to, to just continue regardless of, of, of what anyone says. And just, you know, still pursue my dreams. I guess that's what I've learned from The Voice. And then how did you eventually decide that you wanted to work with Fifth Season? Um, I didn't decide. <laughs> and I, was, um, I, was, I was discovered. And I, yeah, but like thanks the, the, the reason why I was, I was actually very happy to be, to be discovered was because um, I remember listening to Trezor, which is one of the artists that was with Fifth Season, and I, I, I wanted to work with whoever discovered Trezor because uh, it was very interesting for me because I felt that he had a very unique voice, and I, I, I was impressed with whoever found him. So that that for me was like a confirmation that ah, it's it's that same person when you were at your place, and you know. Um, that's interested in, in working with you. So that that was that was rather what you know made me instantly want to work with with season. So yeah. Trezor's a phenomenal guy, phenomenal talent, he friend is. friend to text talks. He's been on the podcast twice. He's oh, just great. like all round like the best guy. He is, he is definitely. And so when you go home now 
to to visit in the Eastern Cape. How are people responding to you and to how well you've done? I mean, do you still go do your own shopping? Like, can you ta- catch a taxi <laughs> when you're at home? Like, what's the response been like from your hometown to your immense success? Um, it's been it's been actually very interesting. They've they show so much love and. Uh, I'm thankful for that. The support is 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 is, is amazing. So it really does um, keep keep me going because then you speak to someone and you hear what the music does for them. And I I put myself in their shoes and I and I totally understand it. So the love is is there. Um, and yeah, things are not the same anymore. If if they see me, it 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 just becomes a thing. <laughs> I'll have a people. Um, you know, calling my name outside of the gate, which is very different because, yeah, and I have anxiety problems, so that freaks me out. <laughs> but I try to manage it. Like calling your name at the gate outside yes, your house? Yes, at the gate, yeah. Like, Ami, Ami. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, that's not okay, though. <laughs> I know it's not, but they don't understand it, you know. They don't see it that way. They don't, you know. So I, I constantly need to always myself in their shoes and see it for what it for what for why they're doing it instead of what it is they're actually doing which is now um yeah as you said it's not really right but they they love the music so they probably are excited yeah so i understand you know i feel like that's a really noble thing that you're trying to do by putting yourself in the shoes of your fans. But I feel like, you know, you also need to maybe give yourself some, like, you know, give yourself some breathing room and like allow yourself, you know, if you want to take a day off and there are people screaming at your gate, you know, maybe just (laughs) switch off. (laughs) (laughs) I do sometimes. I I definitely don't always get out. It's, 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 it's only when I, I prepare myself and then, Mm. Yeah, because sometimes it does get um, quite heavy and scary. <laughs> ah, yeah, I'm just, you know what, why I'm laughing? Because I'm just thinking on, on Christmas, um, there were a bunch of kids invading my family's house oh my with God. printed pictures <laughs> of me. That I had to get, come out when I saw those printed A4 uh, papers of my pictures because they wanted a signature and... Uh, yeah, it was quite, uh, it was quite uh, a lot. So that's what I'm thinking about right now. But yeah, even with with that, you just yeah, you just have to really put yourself in because like you can't not go outside and greet the people waiting for you if they went out to print you know papers of your album or to to sign you know for you. It's it's the it's 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 it's, it's the right thing to do to just maybe get out and greet them. Yeah, but so, I don't do it all the time though. So you yeah. went outside on Christmas Day to sign the the pictures you know I, of I kids. You know what I what I did I what I didn't do I didn't sign the papers because there was too many of them and it didn't make sense to me. So what I said instead that they should just come in, we'll take a group photo, and instead it, it became an individual um, a photo shoot. But that was better than the signing of papers, and it was it was nice. Those children were so sweet; they were singing the music. So it was quite fun, but uh, yeah. yeah, it 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 yeah, it, it happens. Saint Saint Ami, <laughs> basically. No, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. If I was faint, I probably would have signed all those papers. 
Oh my god. You're basically there you're their Christmas angel forever. You know that, right? Yeah, I was their Chris I was Santa Claus that day. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. <laughs> oh my god. Every year instead of putting a ta- a star on top of the tree, they're going to put the the picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> you and them that's what they're gonna put oh, God. <laughs> no i mean we're laughing about it but i'm telling you that's what's gonna happen oh, no. oh my gosh but but you know i mean we've spoken a little bit about like people invading your space but you know with the highs the crazy highs of of success also you know come the lows and i think one of the lows especially in south africa is social media and yes. i speak about this a lot with my guests on the show. But Ami, you have to explain to me what happened the other day on Twitter. Like you log on and then you're you're dead. You are fake news. Ah, oh, man. Like there are tweets going around that you've died in a car accident. Like what happened? I'm telling you, I actually got a call from my sound guy, my sound technician. He's like, oh my God, I thought you were trending. I'm like, for what? And he says, they're saying you're dead. I'm like, where? And they said, oh my gosh. on Facebook. So it started on Facebook and then on Twitter, it was people speaking on the fact that people on Facebook are saying this. Is this true? And um, I think the person, what, hap- what had happened is I think someone posted, there's a song that I just released, uh, my new single, Lalango mm. Kolo, uh, featuring MT. And that song um, title, when you translate it in English, it means rest, rest in peace. In peace. Mm. And so that person said, Ami Faku, rest in peace. I don't oh know who gosh. asked them to translate. And then that, that post on Facebook got a lot of um, interaction and people were sad and they didn't even like argue on it. And then people came in and they were like, yeah, I know she got into a car accident <laughs> and is in a coma. <laughs> oh God. And then, yeah, I was, I was actually mad at first. I was like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Your tweet was, and if your response killed me, it was, what yeah. the fuck? Definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, what's wrong <laughs> with you? And that's how I talk. I'm like, I'm not going to be Miss Sweetness or whatever. So I'm like, yeah. But the thing is, my people know how I talk. So they were not surprised by my response <laughs> <laughs> at all. If you notice that there's no response that, that is saying, why did you swear? They just know how I talk now. So they, um, yeah, that was my response because I was pissed. Like, what the hell? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and then after some time, I got I I got the humor out of it because on Facebook, people were saying that they had already bought suits, so oh they need God. me to pay them their money because <laughs> there's no funeral. <laughs> you, and, <laughs> somebody replied to your your tweet, and. And you were what did you say? It was so funny. It made me laugh. You were like tweeting from the grave or whatever. They're like, there's no cell phone reception or something. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Someone was like, are you tweeting from heaven? I'm like, yeah, dog, they borrowed me a phone. This night. <laughs> yeah. So I was just, that's just me. I have a dark humor. So I love it. Uh, um, it this, this it was funny to me because I have dark humor. So I didn't really get um, pissed or whatever. It didn't affect me at all. It was rather funny because I, I know where it comes from and I get the misunderstanding. And yeah, it is not out of of them being spiteful or whatever. It's just how people are. And it's okay. I don't really care. So that that's why I show I show that through my responses, just to show them that it doesn't really affect me. Mm. You mentioned your latest track featuring MT. And 
you know, I think that when you create music, it's a whole process, you know, where, where you emotionally and mentally and spiritually, like you, you, where you start a project might be very different from where you end up, you know, once you've processed all your thoughts and feelings and emotions. Um, What was your headspace like when you started writing your latest track? Because it's also, it's quite an emotional, quite a weighty track. Yeah. Um, For me, I I, I wrote it out of my own experience of, of losing people that I love in my life. And, um, I just know, you know, what I do when I write, I just write my honest feelings of how it actually feels to lose someone without, um, I don't ever have pride when I write music. I just, I, because I, I want to be a friend to my listeners and for them to to actually connect with the music. So for me, honesty is, is what, is, is how I approach my music. I'm very honest and I make sure that I, I write things that people can relate to. So that was the, 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 the mindset when I wrote the song. It was through experience and just being authentic about it. Mm, so we, we spoke about this as well. It means rest in peace. Yes. And it's an ode yes. to people that we've lost to the coronavirus. And, and I've lost several people who are near and dear to me over the oh, last few months. Peace. And yeah, and I mean, so it's so weird because when so many people are all grieving at the same time, it feels very strange. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure how to describe it. Like you feel very numb um, yeah, because yeah. it seems like everywhere, everywhere you look, somebody is grieving, you know. And mm-hmm. what words would you have for somebody who's ex- experiencing a profound sense of loss over this period of time? Uh, for me, I'd, I'd honestly do, I would suggest that people do go through their feelings. It's important to actually feel and go through the pain because um, that's the only way you get to heal. You know, going through the mm. phases of grief is, is, is very important. So I would say for people to not be, to not try and, and you know, reject their emotions because they want to be strong because it will affect them in the end. So it's important to go through it. Uh, but mm. in a healthy way, and understand that it's 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 you've lost someone, so going through it is is key, and that it gets better. I know it 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 might not look that way, but after some time, it does get better. So that that's that's those are the words I have for anyone going through something similar to um, losing someone at right now, or they've lost someone in the past. It's important to to grieve your person. Those are very important words, Ami, thank you. But one of the words that keep coming up again and again whenever I read anything about your music or talk to people is the word healing. That's how your music is gets described. Mm. Is that essentially what you would like for people to take from your music, like the sort of healing experience? Yeah, I feel like that's it because um, um, when I finally knew how how I wanted to do my music, which is now, it must have a healing impact to it. It's, 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 it makes me happy to to see people um, give me reviews of how it actually is healing for them because that's always my plan. I want them to to take something from it, um, and I don't necessarily always write healing music. You know that that is positive. You know, um, I sometimes write sad music, like Lala Mokolob is, is a sad song, but it's a, also a happy song to actually mm. let go because letting go is very 
is, is, is essential into, into healing. So um, I, I, my music can be healing while it's extremely just sad without a happy ending. So it's not always just positive, you know, songwriting, but I, I try to include the ele- that element, whatever the message is. A lot of your music is sung in Gosa, but between your social media and, and your onstage explanations, you're always very open and very honest about what emotions or events inspired your music or a specific song. Would you say that your music is very is is a very open and honest depiction of who you are as a person? Like you wear your lyrical heart on your sleeve. Um, I would say yes and no because. Um some it's through my experiences and some is through just me writing from other people's perspectives or whatever energy I might be, might, there might be that day. So it's not always uh, derived from myself. It's, it's, it's through a, a lot of things that are surrounding me. So it's quite a, it's, 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 it's a broad, um, I, I, I get inspiration from a lot of things. It's not necessarily from just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mentioned at the beginning of the show how, you know, 2020 has was a rough year for a lot of people. But, you know, you, yeah. seemed, you seemed to flourish. How in and around all of your milestones from last year, also now into this year, how have you been navigating this new space of you know, the pandemic and lockdown and how have things changed for you on a, on a day-to-day basis? Um, uh, they've changed completely and it's been difficult, but one, one thing I've just been keeping at it is just being positive and you just keep working because things don't have to stop because of how life has changed, you know, mm-hmm. um, things still have to continue. And um, those that, you know, can survive, will survive. And I want to be, you know, one of the survivors. <laughs> so um, I, I just stay positive and I, I still believe in whatever dreams I had prior to this. Um, so I guess, I guess that's, that's what keeps me going. Mm. Your, your music not only resonates with your fan base, but also with your industry peers as well and your nomination for best alternative artist at this year's mtv africa music awards is a huge deal where were you when you found out that you were nominated brothers and sisters this is how you start the mtv africa music awards i was actually in my bed and i got i noticed tags on social media on my twitter and I was excited. I was like, "What? <laughs> this? This is this me?" So I was I, actually. That's what I tweeted when I when I saw that. Um, yeah, I found out when I was in my room that I got nominated, and it's pretty exciting. What's up, Africa? The MTV Africa Music Awards Kampala 2021. So exciting, man. Um, it's, 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 you have no idea, man. I don't know how to explain it. Well, you have no idea of how excited it is for me. That's what I mean. Because, <laughs> yeah, when I think of these things, it's, it's always been, you know, part of my dreams. So when you get nominated, it's, um, it's a confirmation that you're doing something right. And it's, it, it just, 
it's just that it's that push we all need. Um, I, I feel like we we have to trust in ourselves. I know, but um, it, it 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 also helps to sort of get these these achievements coming because they sort of push you and they remind you that you are doing something right. You don't need to change anything, and that's what these things are for me. Looking forward to the rest of 2021, what are some of the priorities that are on your horizon, work-wise or maybe personally that you're looking forward to conquering? For 2021? Mm-hmm. Um, well, my album is dropping this year and I am excited for it. Um, that's my main priority right now. And I want to especially see what that album will bring me. That's, <laughs> that's 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 another thing that's that's really pushing me because it's, it's so exciting man like this this type of work is so unpredictable that it's like a game and i love playing it so i'm excited um talk, talk to me about the new album um it's beautiful it's still it's still not a hundred percent done but mostly we are there um and it's dropping in 2021 and my people are excited for it. My supporters are so happy for it. And that, that, that excites me. It, just to just know that they are also happy and excited. And I can't wait, honestly. So for me, that would be my primary focus right now. Yeah. What sneaky tidbits can you give us about the album? Who, who are you working with? You know, I'm not even giving <laughs> <laughs> the slightest. <laughs> I am trying Sneak here. Peek. I'm trying. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I don't want to give anything off. I don't want to. I am not doing that. <laughs> you know, I almost did it, but I'm not. Okay. The only thing that you should know is that it's going to be perfect. That's it. I love that. I love that confidence. Like, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be beautiful. And you just yes. need to stream it when it comes out. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that's just what you need to do. Okay, I've been I've been put in my place. I've been schooled. I'm not going to ask anymore about that one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, just wait for the date releases and then check it out. What's the release date? Not, I'm, guys, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Oh, yo, she's onto me. She's onto me. But since this is our special International Women's Day edition of Text Talks, I want to know who are some of the female forces, I want to say musicians, but let's open it up to say, you know, the female forces and inspiration in your life who have made a difference, even in the smallest of ways. Um, I would say my, my grandma and aunt have, have been, because I feel like they are, uh, you know, people I know personally. So it, 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 it has that impact in terms of them motivating me and pushing me. Um, and I would say in the, in the industry, what is it? Uh, you know what? The thing is, the problem with me is that I really look up to so many people that I don't have one specific person in my mind. Mm -hmm. So it's always difficult I would say indie indie Ari indie Ari mm. is, is 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 someone I really am inspired by. She's been consistent in her own lane, and no one 
you know, can take anything away from her because she's just herself. I mean, if you look at it now, she's there'll never be another in the IRE, you know. So it's 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 inspiring for me to see a woman who found comfort in her own uniqueness and you know is 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 showing that off. So I really look up to her. I was talking the other day about Diane Kutsia, who is a South African music journalist, and in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, music journalist in the country. And when I was coming up and I was studying at UCT and I you know, wanted to go into media and I wanted to go into arts journalism, she was probably the one of the only people who really took me under her wing and mm. gave me feedback and really steered me in the direction of, in, in terms of also like opening up the industry when it came to contacts as well, which not a lot of people did when I started in the music industry. Not a lot yeah. of people were willing to open doors for me and introduce me to the right people. So like, her for me she's just my absolute ultimate and I can't enthuse enough about Diane Kutsia but is there anybody like that for you on a South African front or on a local front who's really been a mentor of sorts since you took your first step in the industry yeah um I would say um the music director James from The Voice um he really believed in me because I remember on my elimination, he came to me and he said, I ah, don't worry. Um, this, this doesn't determine your future at all. And I, I knew that at the time, but it was really nice to, to hear it from someone else as well. And he did invite me to studio. And um, I remember when I got my gig in December, I think uh, 2017, I flew to Joburg to come and just record without any plans or whatever. So, and that music lended to Benza, which is from Fifth Season, hence I am signed here. So James was, you know, one of the people that were, you know, that have played the important role you just mentioned. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I would say I do have, yeah, James. Well, I mean, I just want to say thank you very much for joining me again on Tech Talks. You're you're an absolute delight to talk to you, and I wish you all the success for the rest of this year. And I I wish you all the success for when the album comes out. I know you won't tell me when it is, so I'm going to make up my own date. I'm going to say the second of April. Um, <laughs> I will give you guys for just follow me, guys, on, on on social media. Oh my God. I already follow you on social media and you're an absolute Dude. riot. So anybody who's not follow, following you needs to follow you at, at what? What are your social media handles? It's at Ami underscore Falco. Okay. A-M-I underscore F-A-K-U. Go do that thing. So they can get me. Yeah. But thank you for the opportunity. It was great talking to you. This was so fun. Really okay. fun. It's only a pleasure. So
check out texttalks.com for more episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or listen to Text Talks on all good streaming platforms. Also, a huge shout out to Tom's, the only music store, for being the most incredible technical supplier. From myself, Tex, our producers, Jonathan Engs and Matthew Lewitz, and our research assistant, Al Clapper, catch you on the flip side.